Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Welcome back. If you heard that amazing music by the Absurdist, that specific music, because Absurdist is basically running our network, um, then you know it's time for just the headers. Headers, headers, headers. What? Why is that funny to you? you? You never ceased to amaze me with your creativity of cheesy intros <laughs> what are you talking about cheese <laughs> you this got all the cheese gold man um, so anyways we have an echo effect now now and <laughs> Jesse doesn't like it so I guess we'll take it out um yeah so if you if this is your first time hearing just the headers welcome um this is a show about the headlines in the crypto sphere. There's a lot of them, um, more than I could have ever imagined. And so I knew this was happening, and I was like, what if I just collected them all and then did a show about all the headlines? And then I asked that to Jesse, and he was like, I want to do that show too. And then now we have this show where we present the headlines to you guys and try to stay on task. <laughs> but that doesn't always work. So... Um, but, but, but both we and our listeners sometimes get to learn interesting tidbits of new information that otherwise may not have been brought forth. That's very true. Um, yeah, sometimes we learn something. So let, let's dig right in. So let's go with last weekend's headlines that you may have missed so this would be the let me look at the date here this would be news from the 16th of june to the 17th of june i got this first article open all right this first article is brought to you by maxwell william it's got 37,000 total views which if you can imagine yeah that's a division one football stadium full of people looking at this article it says EOS mainnet experiences freeze two days after launch. Oh, snaps. I read about this. So let's read a little bit. Less than 48 hours after going live, the EOS mainnet has paused. According to multiple reports on Twitter and a Steemit post by the top 21 EOS block producers. They're also called BPs. They're trying to get the lingo out there, Jesse. A block <laughs> producer is called a BP, baby. While the okay. BPs and many standby nodes scrambled to identify the f- and fix the issue, transactions appear to be frozen. I love how they're putting everything in quotations. Frozen is, is in quotations. No, like, it wasn't maybe frozen or maybe not. It was frozen. Like that's, Yeah, I don't know why they need to put quotes on that. You don't need to put quotes on that. It was definitely frozen. Uh, the cause of the freeze in transactions is still unclear. 
uh, with the EOS mainnet status update on Steemit claiming to be addressing the issue. EOS UK, one of the EOS BP candidates, reports that the EOS network monitor currently shows multiple BPs displayed as red, meaning that their application programming interfaces are not responding. Interesting. Um, did you scrub the article? Is there anything else we need to add from this? What do you think about EOS? Well, EOS. I thought it was a, I thought it was an interesting project, right? So originally, EOS E. Is it EOS? EOS? Is that how, is that people? Is that how? Is that how this people from the street are pronouncing it? I pronounce it bootleg Ethereum, but how do you pronounce it? <laughs> wait, wait. Isn't 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 this uh, founded by one of the co-founders of Ethereum? Is that what this is from? Uh, or is this a co-founder of Ripple? Or is it a co-founder of uh, that that ripoff of Ripple, which was called the thing everybody had in their wallets? No, the Ripple co-founder is a guy who made uh, he made uh, Mt. Gox. But he didn't have anything to do with the bad stuff. Okay, hold on. Wink, wink. So here we go. EOS co-founded by Dan Larimer, chief technology officer of Block One, notable for his role in building BitShares, a decentralized exchange, building Steemit, and... I, I I don't think it was him that I was thinking about, but maybe it was him. I mean, it looked interesting, the project at the get-go. Like I was I was interested in wanting to invest until I um realized that I guess it's uh it's not really decentralized, right? I'm gonna keep so all what? my opinions aside. I'm I gonna mean, say that EOS is going through growing pains. And we'll just leave it at that. So it's not centralized? Shh. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's... They own all the nodes on the network. <laughs> Be quiet. Be quiet. We can't tell them that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I will, and I can. Look, this whole thing that EOS is trying to put forward as you can qualify centralization as egalitarian, sorry, decentralization as egalitarian decentralization, decentralization or not, that's ridiculous. Stop trying to take words and make them mean what they don't. There's 21 nodes, and those are the producer blocks, and they control everything. And if they ever start to feel human emotions, you're going to get centralization. And guess what? Humans are humans. Well, so, there's more than 21. Oh, there's 21. Yeah, there's more than 21. Those are candidates that could be upcoming. And apparently they're supposed to rotate. So there's only you're, ever you're only be a block producer nodes? for so long, and then you then you rotate. There's 21 master nodes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. There's 21 master nodes. So there's like nodes. a centralized version of Ethereum? I don't know what it is. Like the Ripple version of Ethereum? I don't know, man. It's Ethereum operating system. It's going to beat Ethereum at its own game. I really don't know. Um, uh, I may even own some EOS. I'm not even sure at this point. But 
I do know that they're having some growing pains and they've already frozen accounts and the the network was down. Um, They're figuring it out. Uh, Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Puerto Rico's depending on them. All right, next article. How big is your bag of EOS? EOS? My bag? (laughs) Yeah, your bag. None of your business, my friend. Sounds like you got a... Sounds like you got a bag there. I don't have a big bag. It's a little tiny bag. <laughs> I like the nimble. You know what I mean? I like uh, not the nimble. On, not on centralized crypto projects. Oh, yeah. that's Those are the ones I nibble on. I don't okay. nibble on ones that are decentralized and pure. I do nibble on the centralized shitty ones. What is the, uh, what's that website say about EOS? The website that says... And when I say don't nibble, I mean I take a big old bite, baby. What What do you say? <laughs> What is that website that tells you whether your altcoin is shit? Um, say about EOS. Just, oh. just hold up. You keep you read the article. I'm gonna go find the. I'm gonna go find the link. <laughs> okay. All right. So the next article um, comes from Samuel Haig. It has 2,172 views, and the headline reads: "BISGM argues new cryptos are quote." alchemy of the age of innovation and bis stands for the bank of international settlements uh, which is actually a transnational institution owned and comprised by central banks that seek to quote foster international monetary and financial cooperation and serve as a bank for central banks Uh, Interesting. Did not know about that. Okay. So I read an actual excerpt of this article that BIS wrote on Bitcoin. Or sorry, on Uh cryptocurrency. Okay. None of it makes any sense. And it is undigestible. Well, I I mean, you you say that, but let's let's dig into what they're saying here. Okay, I'll I'll go get you the quote. Why? I'm not just saying, I'm not just bullshitting, but you keep going. You keep going. Okay, so it says... um, They published a quarterly review of, quote, international banking and financial market developments, quote, for June 2018. The report includes an op-ed written by BIS general manager Agustin Carstens that describes many cryptocurrencies as comprising, quote, get-rich-quick schemes that should not with the sovereign currencies and established payment systems that have stood the test of time. Um, interesting. So, I mean, you know, you see a lot of posts on, well, I guess I shouldn't say you know. Um, there are a lot of posts that people post on Reddit, Twitter, um, everywhere on the internet about the fact that central banks um, are bullshit. And why are they bullshit? Well, because they there's there's only so much, I guess, liquidity that they can provide. And, and for them, for central banks, um, for countries to have to create an international... Um, Central bank essentially is what is what the BIS is. I mean, it's uh, it seems like um, 
I don't know. Keep going. I'm looking for this tweet. Keep. Sorry, did I say tweet? Yeah. So tweet, what is? Uh, I guess I'm 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 interested when when I hear the the phrase. Um, geez, this person tweets so much. I can't find it. Keep going. Fractional is it fractional reserve banking? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So I guess let me let me look that up because. So fractional reserve banking is the practice whereby a bank accepts deposits, makes loans or investments, but is required to hold reserves equal to only a fraction of its deposit liabilities. Reserves are held as currency in the bank or as balances in the bank's accounts at the central bank. So I guess what I'm getting at is the whole fiat system is based on fractional reserve banking of fractional reserve banking in some cases of more fractional reserve banking um it just kind of seems like it doesn't make any sense yes and I think because that's what it does are posting yeah um yeah i don't really know anything about you know fiscal policy all i know is that you know, uh, you want to read this quote? I'm going to read this quote to you right now. You tell me if this makes sense. This is from the article that the BIS wrote. Okay. In mainstream payment systems, once an individual payment makes its way through the national payment system and ultimately through the central bank books, it cannot be revoked. In contrast, permissionless cryptocurrencies cannot guarantee the finality of individual payments. Yes, they can. One reason is that although users can verify that a specific transaction is included in a ledger, unbeknownst to them, there can be rival versions of the ledger. Not true. This can result in transaction rollbacks. No, it can't. For example, when two miners update the ledger almost simultaneously, that's that's not a thing. And if it is, it's called an orphan block. And one of them gets orphaned and one of them gets accepted. This is ridiculous. Since only one of the two updates can ultimately survive, the finality of payments made in each ledger version is probabilistic. That's a bunch they're, of gobbledygook. They're they're just explaining the fact that there are flaws in blockchain. Like if you have, um, you know, like a double spending attack is is a possibility, right? Um, like they're 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 exploring the the statistical flaws of Bitcoin. If you know, like. 51% of the network were compromised. But the problem is I would still take that chance over humans running the banking system. Because it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, humans are way more fallible and corruptible than statistically. What is statistically almost impossible? Because, I mean, mining is is essentially based on turning a profit. And, I mean, if everybody is greedy, then if greed is what the system is founded on, then mathematically that works out to protect the individuals. Um, So, I mean, I I just, I I, I don't agree with what he's saying. Like, I, I would bank on the consistency of human greed in a mathematical equation that is designed to take that greed and turn it into security versus humans you know trying to protect other humans money 
and inflating currencies all over the world. Like, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. He's just protecting an old institution that, I yeah. mean, he's obviously worked his whole life for. And he looks like Cartman. And his name is Karsten. <laughs> you know that's good. You know that's too golden to be true. Like, it's so true that it's, like, pure funny. You don't think he looks more like, um, um, who's the guy from Family Guy? Peter? Peter, yeah. Doesn't he look like Peter? I think he looks like a grown, well-manicured Cartman, Cartman. Okay. I mean, I could, I could definitely see that, I guess. Like, yeah. when Cartman grows up, it's this guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next article. Let's see what we got going on. Six fake six fake crypto exchanges six fake crypto exchange sites busted by Ukraine's cyber police. Ooh, they're not only getting you in virtual reality, they're getting you in real reality too. Look at this guy reading his warrant like I can't believe I'm being arrested right now. There's a camera on him too. Okay. This is written by Lubomir Tasev. Four thousand eight hundred eyeballs have been on this. And it says the cybercrime combating unit of the Ukrainian police has uncovered a network of fraudulent crypto trading websites. Four people are suspected of offering the fake online exchange services. They have maintained at least six platforms luring cryptocurrency traders with deceptive messages. Ooh. So those sites are, for those of you listening, moneycraft.info, convex.net, Where's the other two? Where are the other ones? I only see two on here. Do you see more? You're a scrubber. You're the scrubber of the you're the scrubber of the article. Do you see more than two? Are you scrubbing or did we lose you? Oh, I think we lost Jesse. Oh, I was I was reading the beginning of the article. <laughs> oh, okay. He's he's still here. Um Ah, got them. Moneycraft.info, swapex.net, myexchanger.lv, iconvex.net, likechange.biz, and wowx.online. Those are the places that are trying to take your money. That's crazy. Yeah, man. You know what we say, and we'll say it over and over again to the day that we die. Don't keep your money. What am I going to say, Jesse? Don't keep your money on an exchange. Yes, you're damn right. Don't keep your money on an exchange because you can't trust those sons of bitches. <laughs> I, Sorry. I have a little bit of money on the exchange. I do, too. But it's a very, very small amount. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a few trips to Blockbuster amount. You know what I mean? I mean, you know how does Blockbuster? that work? I back mean, in the day. wouldn't it be expensive to go back in time? Oh, okay. Just kidding. I took inflation into consideration, my friend. Okay. You remember Blockbuster trips? Oh, they're so golden. I do. But the golden age. I, I, I literally thought that that was a joke and you actually had a lot of money because I thought, because like, Blockbuster doesn't exist right now. So. Well, I mean, like back in the day when it did exist, you go, you know, rent 
four movies, maybe five. Get some popcorn, get some candy, go yeah, home. You know, make a weekend now, of it. Now they have red box. Yeah, red box is fucking weak. And some of the boxes are blue, which makes me turn a crooked eye. Did not know that. I, have you ever I, seen a blue red box? I've never seen a blue red box. I saw it the other box. day at Mickey D. And it blew my what mind. Can I call that like a, like a purple box? I see what you did there. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Next article. This is, oh, I think we made it to Monday. We made it to Monday. Congratulations to us. Yay. Russia's largest banks are piloting Bitcoin and crypto portfolios. I picked this article for a reason. I picked this article because it's very, we live in this very paradoxical uh, sentiment in the whole crypto ecosphere. I just made up words right there. That, <laughs> that ecosphere is not a word, I don't think. The crypto ecosphere, decentralized blockchains. Um, anyways, that, like, we hate banks, right? Like, we all seem to hate banks. I mean, and I absolutely love when a bank mentions Bitcoin in a good light. Like, it is the weirdest hypocritical existence that we live in, but you know it's true. I know it's true. It's true. Am I losing my mind or is that true? Like, everyone's like, oh, I hate banks. They're the bane of all evil. Ooh, a bank said Bitcoin in a good light. I love it. I love it. I love that bank. I don't know. I mean, that it makes sense that you would feel that way, right? I mean, I guess so. It's that's just the way it seems over the like over the years is that like people love the idea of a crypto bank, but don't love the idea of a bank. And to me, no, nobody likes the idea of a bank, right? I think in this community, but let's read. Two of Russia's largest banks are piloting cryptocurrency portfolios for their private clients. The oh no, that's a name I can't pronounce. Shit, the commerce, the Commerçant newspaper. Damn, two of Russia's largest banks are piloting cryptocurrency portfolios for their private clients. The Commerçant newspaper reported Friday. This last Friday, under the watch of the Bank of Russia, Spurbank and Alpha Bank will offer their clients shares. In a special fund that will be trading the six most popular cryptocurrencies on major exchanges, including Kraken and Bitstamp, according to the Z report. Is that basically um, an ETF? Is that what they're offering? Um, possibly. A special possibly. fund. Mm. I don't know. I don't Seems know, like there's, there's more and more ETFs that are being offered. Spurbank Private Banking Deputy Chair Anna Ivanchuk said, We'd like to offer our clients an absolutely transparent way to invest in digital assets with a full compliance with regulations that will let them invest in the product they are interested in Russia. That sounded like, like Wakandan, Indian, Russian. No, no, no. Here's another quote. I'll read this in Wakandan so you can tell the difference. Okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> Our goal is to speed up the recognition of the digital assets as legitimate financial assets <laughs> as soon as possible, said Anton Rokmonovov, 
manager of Alpha Bank's private banking branch. See, that's Wakandan, not Russian. <laughs> You're an asshole because those accents are definitely different. Uh, I would argue that your previous accent is now more Russian sounding than Wakandan sounding based on your Wakandan accent. We'd like to offer our clients an absolutely transparent way. Okay, it does sound kind of alike. It sounds like one, my nose is stuffed up and the other one, my nose is not. But anyways, <laughs> banks are fucking with crypto now. All right, next. <laughs> next. <laughs> These articles are so lame. We're the good what ones. What do you mean? Like, I want some juicy articles. We can't do that. That's not how this show works. These articles are the best articles ever. You're not going to find them anywhere else on any other show. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, go. Your turn. All right, A16Z leads Okay, wait, pause. Pause. Yes. A16Z stands for Anderson Horowitz, and there's 16 letters in between the A and the Z in Anderson Horowitz. It took me way too long and too much wine to figure that shit out. Go, go on. Keep going. I didn't I didn't know that. Now but you I do. just knew that they're the I, I knew that it's the Andreessen Hor- Horowitz. Mm-hmm. I don't know what how you pronounce that second guy's name. Horowitz. Andreessen? Andreessen Howitzer. Andreessen Howitzer's. Howitzer or Hor- Horowitz? Howitzer. It's Horowitz. Mm, Dude, Howitzer. I see it at the bottom. All right, never mind. I can read. Andreessen Horowitz. You read ahead of me, you son of a bitch. I didn't all read right, ahead on. of you. I just know all who right. Andreessen Horowitz is. I mean, I do too, but all right, whatever. All right. So the title of the article is A16Z leads investors in $20 million token presale for crypto assets platform. Asset tokenization platform. Oh, I guess the author is Nicholas Day. And he has 251 retweets and one Reddit share. Uh, the article goes on to say asset tokenization platform Trust Token just raised $20 million in a strategic token sale with the help of major venture corporations, including Andreessen Horowitz. The startup announced Monday that the cash raised in the funding effort, which was also backed by Block Tower Capital and Danwa Capital, will also or will be used to continue developing developing its platform which seeks to list different tokens backed by physical assets according to a press release trust token has so far released one such token already a quote stable coin called true usd, true USD we've had them to- on announcements baby oh man i remember that interview i was like man good luck with that stable coin hope it works out for you keep going keep going is that like a new tether yeah that's what any stable coin is it all depends on what they're related to. In a statement, Trust Token Chief Executive Danny On said, The support of these leading investment firms represents a significant step towards our goal to build a compliant tokenization platform for currencies, commodities, and real-world assets. We will draw on the combined expertise and network of these firms as we grow our industry partnerships and extend the reach of our first product, True USD." The funds will also help Trust Token expand its legal, product, and engineering departments, according to the release. Ari Paul, managing partner at Block Tower, spoke to the potential of blockchain technology and the reasons for the investment in a statement. 
saying that, quote, tokenization of real world assets will produce value much in the same way that equitization did. We can now buy fractional ownership in a basket of commercial building, commercial office buildings or commodities via equity instruments. He continued, tokenization will further reduce friction in asset trading and ownership. These are the same kind of people that I have like kickoff meetings with. Uh, I'm talking about private equity guys. I'm talking about rich people. You lost your train. People, of people. I'm talking about people who are trying to develop, I guess, um, financial models, profitability models for fractional ownership in anything, in any sort of, specifically he talked about commercial office buildings or commodities via equity instruments. I don't know if you've seen those platforms where um, you can be a retail investor and put $2,000 down towards like $20 million, a $20 million development deal for, you know, a super, a super huge complex or something like that. Um, and it, I mean, that seems what they're going to try and do where, where, whereas we know, I explained to you that that person is not necessarily going to be making any money. Actually, it's the people who are actually driving the deal that are actually going to be profiting. Um, this just, this is just not good. I don't know. Whenever I read something like huge investor, invest huge amount of money. I think in the back of my head, that's not a lot of money to them. And they're going to, they think they're going to make a lot more. And I don't, yeah. get, I don't get any of that taste. So at the end of the day, when I read articles like that, I'm like, Oh, they're building awareness of their, ROI and the more awareness they build, the more potential ROI they make. So good on you, Andrews yeah. and Harowitz, for being a rich dude. You get all the benefits. Next article. <laughs> this article's funny. It says six alternatives to an initial coin offering. It has ICO drawn on a guy's palm with a bunch of money surrounding it. A bunch of different types of uh, monetary symbols. We got the pound over here. We got the yen, the dollar, the Canadian dollar, the uh, oh, there's a Bitcoin symbol there, euro. Anyways, this was written three days ago by Kai Sedgwick, our homie. Four thousand two hundred thirty-six eyeballs have been on this. Let's look at these alternatives. Oh, I love this. I love this. Here we go. ICOs are so last year. Stop trying to make ICO cool, Jesse. ICOs not cool. I've seen some of this stuff. This is so stupid. <laughs> Whenever a new musical movement emerges, punk, new metal, emo, bands lumped into the genre rush to distance themselves from it. Something similar has happened with ICOs. Everyone's in them, but no one wants to admit to being in them. Instead, we have the spec spectac spec oh, I can't read that word. Instead, oh my god, brain. You can do I it, I believe. Take, I need to take a second. Thank you for believing in me. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> we have the spectacle of projects dressing their ICO up as a token generation event and other euphemisms. So here's the six things people are disguising themselves as not ICOs that are ICOs. STO, security token offering. 
IICO, Interactive Initial Coin Offering. Oh, initial Supply Auction, an ISA. A SAFT, a simple agreement for future tokens. An airdrop. Or, an, or that's it. That's all. No, there's a, there's also a different ICO alternative. Um, that art project is doing one. I just don't remember what it's called. IDO or something like that. Initial yeah. distribution and offering. And there's also um, dice. Oh God, people. Huh? He's just it's just so stupid. It, it it's not stupid. It's it's just. <sighs> It is stupid. They're, and distance, they're, they're trying to distance themselves from the stigma associated with ICO. And all they're doing is associating more words. New stigma. Yeah. In my they're opinion. Not, the, they're not actually creating any value. They're just fucking rebranding. It's so stupid. In my opinion, the only ICO worth a damn is the DICO. And I haven't seen a single one yet. And I know why. Because it's difficult to do. And a DICO implies that you only get, the tokens only get released when the milestones are met. And the only reason that's difficult is because you have to program that into the smart contract. And it takes a, a very, very savvy and experienced and skilled and talented team to program milestones into the smart contract. Because what does that even look like? And how well do you define it? And how does that translate to the users of the token? I haven't seen any of those. When I do see one of those, I'll be interested. But an STO, that's a security token offering. That's the only one I respect as long as they get the SEC's blessing. IICO, scam. Initial supply auction, skiggity scam. SAFT, skiggity skiggity scam. Airdrop, why? Stop putting all this random shit in my wallet. N Let's go into the next article. Skiggity skiggity scam. I shouldn't call it a scam. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be so quick to throw out the word scam. But money grab. We'll call it a money grab. When there are like a thousand something different altcoins and less than 10%, maybe even less than 5%. I'm actually maybe advising and an less ICO. than 1%. So I can't call it a money grab. I'm advising an ICO, but it is a security token and they're not even based in the US. So. I don't think it qualifies. Mm. They're based in Bermuda. Everybody knows that. Horizon Communications. That's our jam. Anyways, next. <laughs> Troll next Slayer. Tarek Magil defends peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash against defamation. Written by C. Edward Kelso, and it has 1,595 views on it. 96. Yeah. When he clicked on it. Okay. What is a proud college dropout? World traveler, Ayn Rand. Anne. Anne Rand. Mm hmm Anne Rand, dev devotee. What is, who is, I, I've heard that name. She writes books that are cool. Oh, okay. What are they about? Um, what's the name of the book? It's mostly dystopian stuff, I think. Or the popular one is dystopian. It's called like a... It's about a train or some shit. But keep going. And son of an international arms dealer doing artfully, doggedly defending Bitcoin as a form of cash. Ah, Atlas Shrugged. Oh. Yeah. 
All right, keep going. Not even out of his 20s, Derek McGill is many times wiser than his chronological age lets on. In fact, he's arguably the most important apologist around when it comes to Bitcoin Cash. Through rational arguments, funny retorts, solid philosophical foundations, he's developed quite a following. He's even stated in his own think tank, the Nakamoto Studies Institute, to document BCH's importance in monetary history. News.bitcoin.com caught up with the Troll Slayer for an exclusive interview. What is this article, man? Derek McGill is the Troll Slayer. I feel like you're judging me because I picked the article. No, no, no. I'm, I'm judging people giving... You can judge me. I, I can handle judgment. I can handle feedback. No, like, I, I know our process. It's very... Copy pasta, shall we say? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but keep going. So, uh, what is this about? It's an interview, man. It's a guy who kills trolls. Caught my eye. Yeah, but he's defending Bcash. And I mean, Bcash deserves defense, right? Deserves defense. I'm curious what the arguments. They must be. All right, whatever. Um. News, some sort of reporter from uh, Bitcoin.com is asking Derek McGill questions, and this is the way it's phrased. Uh, the reporter asks Derek, you waited into Litecoin for a while, hoping to find a crypto sans excessive fees and mempool nonsense, right? I remember you posting a schematic or something explaining how it worked to your grandfather. Uh, Derek McGill replies, that's correct. I gave up on the cryptocurrency community not long after I got my first Bitcoin in 2013. I bought here and there over the years, but I never liked what I saw as indefinite utopianism in the space that kept me away from participating. The events leading up to Mike Hearn's famous exit piece made me glad I'd stayed out of it at the time, but I started getting excited again in early 2017. I'm kind of done with like, this article. Yeah. It just kind of feels like somebody, this feels like Vare's website sprinkled in a little Bitcoin.com, like a little Bitcoin hate, BTC hate. I'm kind of over it. You want to go to the next one? You want to go to the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm over that article. Yeah, we get it. Bcash doesn't like Bitcoin. Uh, somebody used it. Is that even what that was? Yeah. I think that was yeah. just about, I don't know. Just look, B cashers, Bitcoin cashers in the audience, like, um, just stop. Like, like Bitcoin Cash without comparing it to Bitcoin. Uh, well, it's not even not that. It's thing. like, it's like, uh, it's like if you had Bitcoin before this split, and you still have Bitcoin Cash, and you still have Bitcoin. Like, even if like it, you have no impartiality, right? Because you hold the same amount of both. Like Roger Veer is obviously like he skews things. He skews things hard. That's the truth. Yeah. And that's it. That's just it. He skews things hard. And Bcash or Bitcoin Cash, doesn't matter, whatever you call it. It just hasn't it doesn't have as as much development behind it that is in a good direction. It's just it's it's kind of held together by by a very good marketer, 
a guy who skews the truth in order to bend it to make it his truth to to kind of no it's just ridiculous man it's getting old yeah. like be a different token and have different things you don't have to constantly attack another thing like every day it's like day. a snake eating its own tail and then just continually trying to consume itself like like why like you're not really helping anything by like everything that bitcoin cash is doing bitcoin has done and then more done given more options i don't know like it, i don't really understand purpose i don't get it bitcoin. either i don't like it and I, here's I what i'll say just another uh, coin let's move on let's move on um the next article medium is this is uh what day is this this is two days ago so this is gonna be um tuesday right this tuesday and it says this one makes me sad this one makes me sad a little bit medium is the latest platform to start censoring crypto companies and that sucks because i love medium and this depresses me because censorship is lame which is why r slash bitcoin is really lame but let's go Cryptocurrency, a technology based upon principles of transparency, accountability, and censorship resistance, facing further censorship. Blogging service Medium joins a long list of platforms to have clamped down on crypto content together with Facebook, Google, and MailChimp as a service that's meant to support free speech. Medium's crackdown is all the more mystifying, right? So they're supposed to support free speech, and they don't. So let's see what we've got going on here. Medium is the crypto community's platform of choice for long reads and thought leadership pieces. It's a place where the latest thinking on tokenomics, hashing algorithms, blockchain scaling, and much more can be found. It's also where ICOs and other cryptocurrency projects publish details of their crowd sell, bug bounties, and other initiatives for the benefit of their community. In the past week, however, Medium has begun inexplicably suspending the blogs of crypto projects. The reasons for its decision are sketchy. But the suspicions seem to be triggered by content discussing airdrops or bug bounties. Ah, I don't okay. think it's mystifying at all. I think they're just like a lot of a lot of ICOs are bullshit, so it's fine. Like it makes sense. It's yeah. like uh, like out of everybody in the classroom. It's not that one person that ruined it for everybody. It's everybody ruined it for that one person. Yep, yep, yep. So it, like, it makes more sense. So, I don't know. Here we go, here we go, here we go. In its terms of service, Medium states that we can remove any content you post for any reason. There it is, folks. Boom, slap, biggity-bam. Shlidit-bap, skibbity-bop. I don't know, I'm not... I feel like a jazz singer. Is that that was stereotypical? Not all jazz singers know how to scat. Do you know how to scat? Have you ever scatted? I do before? not know how to scat. If you gave but it a shot, I do shot know how right to play now, the alto sax. Did you know that? Uh, I was going to ask you to scat. <laughs> I did not know that you were going to ask me to scat. Give me a scat, Jazzy. Um. Scat dat doobly dat. 
There we go. <laughs> that was terrible. The first part was okay. The second part was terrible. If you put it together, average it out as garbage. But <laughs> I tried. Thank you for your attempt at scatting. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, you know, um, this series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's that's some pretty good scatting now. I don't think I've seen that. Um, the uh, uncle does that a lot. Talking about Lemony Snicket? No, Lemony Snicket is the um, in the book. He's actually one of the one of the good guys. The guy who's the uncle is um, what's the uncle's name? You know what I'm talking about? All right, hold on. You know who else scattered? The orangutan who? in the Jungle Book. It's always been considered historically as a very racist moment in Disney's history. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I know. It's deep, isn't it? The little monkeys talking to the boy. I want to walk like you, talk like you. It's pretty bad. Read some articles. Next article. <laughs> I didn't mean... Am I a Debbie Downer? Did I just Debbie Down the whole thing? Count Olaf is the guy from um, Series of Unfortunate Events. No, that's not a Debbie Downer. I just didn't know that. Is that what they're referencing, like black people? Uh, Trying yeah. to act more like not black people? Why don't you ask Roseanne about how she feels? Um, <laughs> Damn, dude. I'm dropping bombs right now. I'm dropping boom. <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, baby. Um, This next article is by Helen Parts. June 20th, 2018. That's when it came out. It's when it dropped. I actually appreciated this. Goldman Sachs CEO says it's too arrogant to think crypto won't work out because it's unfamiliar. 16,000 views, 692 shares. Uh, you know, he's very, here we go. Goldman Sachs CEO Lloyd Blankfein. Blankfein. Reiterate, did I say that right? Blankfein. Blankfein? I bet you he's Jewish. I think it's messed up that you will correct me when I get a Jewish person's name wrong, but refuse to correct me when I get a Chinese person's name wrong. Did you say, did you say blank fiend? I did say blank fiend. You said blank fine. Like Stein. I mean, yeah. But, but there's mean, also you're, you're Rosenstein. Right. There's also like Rosenstein. Yeah, you're right. It could, it could be blank fiend. Do you think it's blank fiend or do you think it's blank fine? You're the pronunciation expert. You tell me. I mean, let's like if I were him, I I would want my name to be pronounced blank fine, not <laughs> blank fine. If I were him, this is how I'd like my name to sound. I would go with blank fine. No, you blank go with blank fine. Yeah, like blank. Why? Fine. It just sounds better. Doesn't it sound better to you? Fine. My How rhymable is, is it? Lloyd. Lloyd Blankfein. Lloyd Blankfein. Lloyd like if Blankfein? he does it like a Russian accent just for fun. You know, my name is Lloyd. Lloyd well, my Blankfein. My name is Lloyd Blankfein. <laughs> Not Blankfein. Blankfein. All right, let's try both in Wakandan. My name is Lloyd Blankfein. <laughs> no, dude, you got that down. My name is Lloyd Blankfein. <laughs> I'm pretty that. proud of my Wakandan accent right now. Hold it's me. actually pretty good. Actually, not that bad. All right, here we go. Here we go. 
Goldman Sachs CEO Lloyd Blankfein reiterated his positive stance on cryptocurrencies in an interview with Bloomberg at the Economic Club of New York, June 19th. When asked about the chances of crypto to become a real issue, Blankfein said that the adoption of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin could happen similarly to how the adoption of paper money, which replaced gold and silver coins, has happened. It's pretty damn good. I'm proud of myself. I'm going to sleep well today. I can't do that. How do you do that? Did did you practice that? Is it just kind of like... I'm not going to say it's in my blood, but... (laughs) It's in my blood? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You think I can do that? Blank Fiend says, huh? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you think I could do like a Wakandan accent well, like on my first try? I feel like I don't have it in me. Let's go ahead and ask the next the next article you need to read in a Wakandan accent. And then the article after that, I would like for you to read in a Filipino accent. Yeah, I, I don't know what more that one. That one just P's turned into F's. Is it F's? No, F's turned into P's. You didn't answer my question. I think you were offended, right? Like, why is Philippines PH in Filipinos F? I, I honestly don't know. It makes no sense. It should it's be been blowing my mind for like fifteen years. It's been blowing my mind. It's got to be something to do with the phonetics. Anyways, here's a quote from uh, old Lloyd CEO Lloyd Blankfein. Fine, but there is there is a lot of things. There is a lot of things. That's what it says. There is a lot of things that there weren't for me in the past that I have worked out very well. If it was 20 years forward and it worked out, I could tell you why it worked out. But based on everything that I know, I'm not guessing that it will work out. Uh, okay, so I think he's trying to say that... Let's unpack this. Basically, what he's saying in a nutshell is, due to my experience, um, I don't think Bitcoin's going to work. Um, what he's trying to say is that they're gonna assassinate everyone that uses Bitcoin. No I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's just that's that's extreme. That's extreme. Uh, I I don't know what he's gonna be saying. Um, it's not like he shit on Bitcoin. He just said like, hey, it's not my flavor. Some people like cherry. Some people like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. You know who I am? I'm a sour apple guy. My name is Lloyd Blinkfin. I like sour apple Jolly Ranchers. I don't go with the grain. I go against it. Hmm? I like grape. Grape Jolly Ranchers are pretty good. You know what? And they're shaped differently than the other ones. And yeah, that, to me, makes me seem like a hipster. Oh, That's blue raspberry is pretty good, too. Oh, blue's raspberry is on point. You know, they need another flavor, though. Jolly Ranchers just not hitting off. Like, they got watermelon. They got cherry. They got strawberry. They got blue raspberry. They have grape. Um, what they need is maybe like boysenberry, something, something exotic. You know what I'm saying? I don't think people would like that. I haven't had a Jolly Rancher in uh, at least 10 years. Well, clearly if we were in a meeting and working for Jolly Rancher, I would have written boysenberry on the board and you would have said, I don't think people will like that. And I would have asked someone else of their opinion. Pineapple, dude. Pineapple flavored Jolly Ranchers. Ooh. Pineapple coconut flavored. Here's Jolly a simple Rancher. one. 
Why are we missing orange? What's wrong with orange? That's true. Why isn't there an orange? They do have lime, don't they? They don't have lime. They're really dropping the ball on all the citrus flavors. What about blueberry? I mean, blue raspberry, I think, is blueberry now. You know what? I think they missed an opportunity to sell Blackberry Jolly Ranchers when Black Panther was out. Blackberries are good. They're missing all kinds of opportunities. All right, you get to read this next article in a Wakandan accent, my friend. Uh... (laughs) So the Filipino apparently is spelled with a PH. um, Oh my God, you looked that up? Yeah, because I was curious. Um, So apparently... (laughs) Philippines is PH because of the English people, but previous to the English people, it was conquered by the Spanish people who actually named the islands the uh, Las Islas uh, Filipinas. And then, like I said, um, Filipinos tend to turn Fs into Ps. They, They actually call the philippines the philippines and they think of themselves or i mean not they think of themselves they call themselves filipinos so philippines filipinos Mm, okay um but it just happened to be the english people who fucked it up and put a ph so there you go the maps are written by english people wow the more you know the more you know so Filipinos yeah. actually call themselves Filipinos. Filipinos, yeah, Filipinas. Filipinas. Yeah, so. But we say Filipino because. We say Filipino because it's written like that on the map. Oh wow! How does that make you feel as a Filipino person? I'm disconnected. Okay. All right. Read this article in Wakandan accent. Samsung, that one. No, no, no. The major Korean crypto exchange. Or did, did I click the wrong click? Uh, I'm pretty sure I clicked the right click. No, no, no. Can you, yeah, can you warm me click. up? Can you warm me up for this? Like, just give me like some A-I-O-U Wakandan sounds. A-E-O-U. No, give me, give me some consonants. Like, how do I pronounce oh. an M? What? How do you pronounce yeah, like, M? Like, yeah, yeah, like give me some uh, M with vowels, all of the vowels dependent. M, like M, like million. Like, Major Korean crypto exchange, thirty-one million vanishes. Oh my god, that's bad. That's so bad. South Korea slashes. South Korea's largest crypto exchange announced on its website that between Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning. <laughs> you have to keep going. I had to mute my mic because I was laughing, but you have to keep going. Korean time. 35 billion won. About 31.5 million USD worth of cryptocurrencies vanished. I feel like I'm pronouncing this correctly. I'm not really... Not doing it justice. Can can you continue just so I can hear it again? You're doing a very bad job. Just a few hours later, can you just can you just continue there? Continue so where? Just a few hours later. Just a few hours later, the announcement. No, 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 no. Was... wait with your accent. With your accent. Oh. Just a few hours later. Oh, come on, the let me, let me try and say that. Huh? 
just just a few hours later just a few hours later the just announcement was taken down later. along they with the promises of compensation at press time it appears twitter announcements of the heist remain published without explanation i'm good at uh, yeah. it. you're bad at it uh, you are much better than me i am terrible at that yeah yeah, yeah. damn okay so long story short Bithum lost $31.5 million in a hack. Probably an inside job. That person's probably in Mexico. Now, what they are going to do is recompensate everyone that did lose money. So they know who you are. They know the accounts that did lose money, and they are going to reimburse you. There's nothing more there. Um, did you see that article that they owed actually like $30 million in, in taxes? I believe that. Yeah, and I think if they say that they were hacked for thirty-one point five million, then that kind of like wipes out the uh, taxes, right? Because mm. they could claim a loss, right? That's slickety slick, Rick. If they do that, ooh, I love conspiracies. Hey, Natalie, Natalie Stuckey wrote this article. She's a Swiss journalist based in Tokyo. Okay. She was a freelance journalist contributor at the Daily Beast in Japan's Subculture Research Center. All right, Natalie. We see you. Next article. All right, Samsung. so you got to read this one in a Filipino accent. Sorry, Filipino. I don't I don't I I don't know. I really honestly don't know. Your parents like One of your parents yeah. is Filipino. Yeah, so he he pronounces things wrong all the time, and I don't know Samsung. I don't know, man. This this is a creepy ass picture. Oh, it's Joel Osmond with the bear in the movie with the robot, where he was a robot. I get it. Read the read the article now. I get it. Now. Samsung marries blockchain, AI in Cello, three point logistics platform. So I guess Samsung is is coming together with blockchain tech. South Korea Uh, electronics giant Samsung revealed a further blockchain implementation in an official announcement June 20 using the technology in a new logistics platform. The platform, dubbed Cello 3.0, is the brainchild of Samsung's IT subsidiary, Samsung SDS, which will use artificial intelligence... (laughs) And its logistics know how to deliver uh, to deliver it. A press release states, um, "What does it actually do?" Mm, I don't really know. Logistics. I feel like Samsung's trying to boost their stock price. What? I don't know. What? I don't really uh, know what it's doing. I guess is it like logist- Watson for logistics. I guess so, but you already shat on machine learning in the last episode. It's difficult. By applying a blockchain technology that cannot be modified or stolen, it will prove the international cargo's origin and increase the reliability of the product. The Cello release, meanwhile, explains SDS adding its also expected similar time and cost savings benefits. The realized schedule for Cello, meanwhile, remains unknown. So I don't... um. So it was just an announcement that they're working on something. That's what this is. This is lame. Next article. I'm done with this. 
We Thursday, baby. The first article for Thursday. Bobby Lee, BTC maximalist. Bitcoin's value is in the eye of the beholder. Oh my God, do we need to read this article? We know exactly what it's going to say. It's going to say, Bobby Lee likes Bitcoin. And... <laughs> you should buy Bitcoin. Hold on, hold on. Get this, get this, get this. Here's the quote. Nothing is permanent in China. Okay. And what are you like? Some sort of universal wizard? Nothing is permanent anywhere ever. I don't get why that's a thing. Why would you? Why is that a thing? This, yeah, this um, is. Huh? This, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, you I like know his what haircut. I did? His haircut looks pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I did read this week that blew, blew my mind? I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is true, it'd be great. If it isn't true, it's a great myth that the guy that paid 10,000 Bitcoin for the pizza was offering 40, that to multiple 000. people. Yeah, and he actually paid for four pizzas, and he yep. spent 40,000 Bitcoin. He actually paid for eight pizzas because it was two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin. It's Papa John pizzas. Yeah. Oh, my God. 40,000 Bitcoin on pizza. That guy's suicidal. He's suicidal right now. You think? There's no way he's not, dude. 40,000 times. Let's just take the current price of what we're looking at right now. 40K. Wait, let me see if I can do this in my head. Times 6,000. That's 260 mil. Quarter of a billion. 240 million dollars. Just at 6,000. Not even 6,600. Yeah, oh quarter billion. God. That's so much money. You know, The Rock made what sixty million this past year. Thing. <laughs> thank, thank you for making it real for me. Now I can. Now I can understand these high numbers. It's like, oh, if The Rock is only making sixty million, then three quarters of a billion. That's is like, like eight, that many rocks. Rock years. Yeah, yeah you need that. eight rock years to get that much ETC. He needs so, to come out with Jumanji, Jumanji 2, Fast and Furious 11, and Moana 5. <laughs> and then he can make that much money. He's ridiculous. I love how you did all that napkin math so fast, too. That is very admirable, my friend. So by the time The Rock has made Moana 5... He will have made three quarters of a billion dollars. There you go. That's the number. Okay, this is actually the next article. So the next two articles I'm pretty interested in. Oh my Um, god, that picture is making me feel great. So the next article is written by Kai Sedgwick. It's entitled, Why the Cryptosphere is Losing Its Mind Over This 18-Digit Number. I hate this. Go on. You hate it? The number doesn't, it's not, it doesn't relate to anything in Bitcoin. Um, okay, so 18 zeros followed by 21E8 and another two zeros doesn't look particularly remarkable, nor does, and then they give a hash, uh, which is the complete hash it's associated with, and yet the series of numbers and letters has sent the cryptosphere into overdrive sparking talk of quantum computing breakthroughs, time travel, Satoshi's return, and the hidden meaning of Bitcoin. Oh boy. I, yeah, what was this about? Like, I saw this on Twitter. 
I don't know what it's about. I just know that 21 E to 8 is not Bitcoin or the total number if you count into Satoshis. It's not It's not the total number of Satoshis, so I don't really get it. What do you mean it's not the total number of Satoshis? Well, 21 million is 21 E to 6. If there's a million million, that'd be 21 E to the 12, right? Be 12 zeros. So what's 21 E to the 8? Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong, right? Like a million... Wait, what's... Hold on, A million million is 12 zeros. So that'd be 21 E to the 12. But a, a million is just 21 E to the 6. So what's the point of this... 21 e to the 8? Yeah, I'm not really sh Yeah, you're so not sure because it's, it's stupid. It's 210 million, right? Isn't, isn't that what it would equate? 21 e 8 is 210 million? Yeah, it'd be two I more zeros. No, 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 not, 20, not 210 million. It'd be 2.1 billion. Yeah, it'd be two point yeah. one billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Two point one billion. Um, I hope we're right about this. We're doing a whole lot of mental math on the on the airways right now for people to say like, "Fucking noobs." All right. But, yeah. I don't, oh. oh my goodness! There's stuff here. It took six days to mine, as speculated in an old Bitcoin talk forum thread. This may have been yet another deliberate trick on the part of Satoshi to mimic the biblical account of creation. Oh my God, is read in Genesis. Oh my goodness. The crypto community is getting weird. Uh, we need this thing to bottom out or take another bull run because we are losing our minds as a collective. Let's go to the next article. Wait, what is this? I don't get... Okay, I think we should keep on with the story. So this guy, Mark Wilcox, tweeted, hashtag, how many leading zeros is that? I don't know, I count. 18 leading zeros followed by 21 E to the 8. And everyone thought it was crazy. They lost their minds. It's really hard to compute 18 leading zeros. Um, that's why Bitcoin's awesome. But then you've got like 21 E to the 8. And they're like, oh my God, oh my God. So... There's a meme here that says, oh, sorry. It was Mark Wilcox who discovered the oddity first, tweeting a hash of the block around 90 minutes after it was discovered. Half of crypto Twitter immediately began losing their minds, while the other half began scratching their heads. What was the significance of this hash, if in fact there was any? Humans are programmed to see patterns in everything, and thus the fixation on 18 zeros in a row is understandable, but it's what comes next in the block hash that's equally startling. For those who like to be startled, or for anyone partial to pareidolia, pareidolia. Was there just like a 4chan, like, let's make this a meme, and then everybody just say dumb shit on top oh. of this? Oh, here we go, over here. Pareidolias, perceiving a pattern where none exist. 21E8, also known as E8, which refers to the theory of everything, also known as unified field theory, 
It's like that game that people play, like, hey, try and get to the Jesus Christ Wikipedia page, and you can get it, you can get to it from anything, from any um, Wikipedia article in under 21 clicks. Have you ever tried that? It doesn't matter what you click? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can get there. I'm going to try that right now. You go to the next article, I'm fucking blown away by what you just told me. Yeah. Watch. I'm going to click 21 random clicks and I'm going to count them. No, no, no. You can't click at random. You have to actually try to get there. I could just Google Jesus Christ. I could just put Jesus Christ in the search bar if I was trying to get there. Well, like, look up up, uh, Bitcoin and I bet you you can get to Jesus Christ. This show just took a tour. (laughs) All right, let's look... Let's look at Bitcoin. We're going on a detour. I'm I'm, I'm actually wanting to participate. My first click is going to be open source software. Boom. Okay, Wikipedia Bitcoin. So we're starting from the Wikipedia Bitcoin page, right? Yeah. Wiki slash Bitcoin. Okay. All right, my first click is going to be open source software. Okay. My click is on etymology. Okay, we're going two different click route. Okay. My next click is going to be Standish Group. My next click is going to be... Two clicks. I don't think it matters. Let's see. I'll, I'll, I mean, it doesn't doesn't not matter. I think the game is to be under 21, and it's possible for any different okay. route. All right, we'll do Oxford that. English Dictionary. I'll do that. My next click is Critical Chain Project Management. Actually, that was my first click, Oxford English Dictionary. That was my first click. All right, so... Um, I'm on three clicks. Okay. We might need to wrap up after this. It's going to take a while. I'm on three clicks. Okay. My next I'm, click is going to be work breakdown structure. My, I'm going to Church of England already on my second click. Okay. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I bet you I can find Jesus Christ. I'm already here. Jesus Christ, third click. Yeah. So it took oh. me three clicks. How did you... I did okay, it. I'm on my fourth click. Let me hit Control F and then type in Jesus Christ. No, no, like literally try, right? So like I went from from Bitcoin, from the Bitcoin page. I scrolled down to etymology. I clicked on Oxford English Dictionary. Then I clicked on what did I click on next? Um, I went to the origins at the uh, of that of the Oxford Dic- English Dictionary um, Wikipedia page. And count. then I clicked on. What do you mean, like trying count? to get there. That's that's the whole point. Like you can get there from anything. I'm not trying to find Jesus. I want Jesus to find me. All right. Well, you can. I mean, you can see if that works. <laughs> We're getting We're... philosophical on today. <laughs> We're getting the theological. Oh, that was a great quote. Oh, wait, I said I'm not trying to find Jesus. I want Jesus to find me. And you said you can see if that works. <laughs> that could that could be a movie line. That could be a movie line right there. <laughs> that was great. You were like, you've got to try to find Jesus. I was like, I'm not trying to find Jesus. I'm just trying to... <laughs> that was I'm perfect. Just to fuck up your 21... Uh, I guess you're... That was, that was perfect. You can't write that. Okay. Anyways, so Jesse found Jesus in three clicks. I'm working on click four. I got nothing. All right, click five. Statement of work. Let me see if I can find Jesus. Ooh, master service agreement? That looks like I could find some Jesus there. 
Let's click six. Uh, ooh, the venue of law. That's click seven. I'm getting closer to Jesus. Okay, George Third of the United Kingdom. That's click seven. Okay. And I found Jesus. You found Jesus? I found Jesus on click eight. Are you serious? I found Jesus. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I found Jesus on click eight. That's and you're not even trying to find Jesus. I was trying to find Jesus. Oh, you, you were just told me to, to find Jesus. Jesus. You've well, got to yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, I did. But I didn't know if you were still trying not to find Jesus. It's amazing. Even in a virtual world on the internet, if you're looking for Jesus, you will find Jesus. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That was supposed to be a moment. Okay, I'll let it be a moment. I'll, All right. I'll be silent. If you are looking for Jesus, you will find him. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, the last article for Thursday, so we can wrap this shit up before it gets any weirder. Uh, Coindesk headline is $3 billion blockchain Tron kicks off token migration. You put today. this shit on here. Yeah, I did. You bet. <laughs> you got your bags of EOS. I've got my bags of Tron. I don't have bags of EOS. I got, if anything, like a little bitty, like Gucci pocket wallet. Gucci pocket wallet. Gucci and Louis Vuitton. It's not compute. So Annalise Milano wrote this article. Um, basically, it's just about Tron kicking Did you up. Say their Alyssa main Milano. Annalise Milano. Annalise. Milano. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah. Anyway, they're going to kick up Tron mainnet, and that was what the article was about. <sighs> Whoa. Sorry, you gone. All right, so yeah, yeah, that's uh something we talk about towards the end of the show, Tron, how we don't believe <laughs> it, but it's such a shit token. It's funny to throw some money at it just for fun. Um, But yeah. That's that's and that's the news. Yep. Folks, thanks for sticking with us. That's not our sign off. We don't even have a sign off yet, but I know that's <laughs> not it. Wakanda forever. That, oh my god, you're so bad at that accent. <laughs> it's like legitimately authentically terrible that ac- that accent that you that you do. Do you have any good accents? Like a good British accent or something? No, dude, I don't have any accents. I mean, cheerio. Right? See, like, yours is bad, but it's not, like, authentically bad. What about New Zealand accent? Can you do New Zealand? Uh, no, I can't. That's even harder. I don't know if I can even do that. I think people who think... Hey, everyone. British. Okay. Here's a New Zealand... Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. We are, we're going to call it a wraps now, because we're done. Do you have any accents at all? You have none? You're just you all the time. I'm just me all the time. Very East Coast United States accent. I don't think it's an East Coast United States, given I've only been in the country for like, what, 
10 years. 10 years is a long time, my friend. I guess. But I mean, my parents have been in the country and they still have their accents. So what does that say? Mm. Mm. It says you guys need to be on the down low because you know Trump's in office, right? Oof. I'm fucking with you. Was that too deep? I'm sorry. Did I hurt you? No, you didn't hurt me. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So then... I thought I took it too far for a second. You said oof. Like I punched you in the kidney. Did you did you see Melania? Her like that thing that's spreading on Twitter that her oh, jacket no. says. I don't want to go. You there. saw that? This oh, isn't yeah, a show yeah. about politics. But she's a terrible human being. And do you think she that. do you think she wore that jacket on purpose? Yes, she wore that jacket on purpose. Who would not wear that jacket you, on purpose? Do you think do you think she decided to wear that jacket on purpose? Or was it Trump that told her, hey, wear this? I don't know. We can't get Take into conspiracy and speculation, man. This isn't CNN. Mm. But what we will do is say uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Just the Headers. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Zazie Beats. I hope you hear this. Um... You know, thank, thank, thank you guys for listening. We've gotten a lot of praise for the show, even though you know it's not the best formatted show, but we stick to it and we try to give you guys the headlines. Yeah, for some reason, you guys like you like this show a lot. Like in the Slack, I I hear everybody like talking about how it's one of their favorite shows, and I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Hey man, that's because of you, man. That's because of you and your Wakandan accent. <laughs> you know, I really contemplated it actually going for it and i was just like fuck it let's see what happens i'm glad i, that I you, knew it was gonna be terrible i'm glad you decided to go for it the world's a better place for it uh so we got other stuff going on of course crypto to infinity we should have a new one this next week we should also have a new creating a humanist blockchain future with riesland mark coming at you of course this sunday you can find a new episode of the flagship uh, the bitcoin podcast where Corey Cello and myself are going to talk about things that we normally talk about when it comes to crypto and Bitcoin and Ethereum and Aero and all of the things. Um, we're going to talk about Tron. Just kidding. We're not. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what else, man? Do we have any sponsors yet? No, not yet. We'll get some. Nope. Nope. Working yeah, on it. We're working on getting some sponsors for you guys. Uh, we're going to curate them. We're going to make sure we present you guys with businesses that are doing dope shit, hopefully. And that's that. Um, you got anything you want to plug, bro? Nope. I'm going to try a company that I'm looking to sponsor us. I'm actually trying their their product. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Good deal. Um Look forward to the episodes coming out. Um, hold up. Just so you guys know, the episode of TBP is going to be, the interview is going to be Philippe Santana. Um, he's got an app. It's basically the YouTube of Ethereum that he's trying to do. And uh, they, got a, they got a little beta action going on. And it was a great talk. Uh, we talked about Brazil. So um, That's interesting. That's that. Shameless plug at Fergaletti on Twitter. Fergaletti? That's what I just said. At Fergaletti on Twitter. F E R G U L A T I. What about you? Like, you never plug your Twitter. 
I think this no, is like I, the third no. time I've ever plugged my Twitter. You plug your I Twitter. I think I have like single digit or double digit followers. Oh my god, let's change that. What's your Twitter, man? I I honestly don't know. Oh wow. So <laughs> at I honestly don't know on Twitter, and you will find <laughs> Jesse Broke. There you go. Actually, if you look at the podcast releases, I think um, I think D does a pretty good job of tagging me in them. Um, so if you want to follow me there, then that's that's probably the best place. You know, I, can't, I can't even fucking find you. <laughs> I can't find your Twitter. <laughs> we are really bad at this. We're not doing this right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be better about yeah, the yeah, social yeah. media thing. You'll find him someday. Until then, <laughs> if you want to find him, join the Slack. Go to the website, click the links, follow the links. You can join the Slack, and you can talk to Jesse, and you can ask him personally, why do you just is it because you don't like Wakanda or you have severe disrespect for them? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to you guys spamming me on Slack. So I'm right. definitely active on there. All right, guys. Peace out. Ah, uh, take that back. I don't like that sign off. Peace out so nineteen ninety-two. Let's <laughs> Sorry. You could do a sign off. Do a do a thing that we can trademark. Um I don't know. I, I got nothing right now. Oh, man. Come on. Like, okay. So for TVP, <laughs> I say, like, play the outro. Like, our thing. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So yeah. you, you do a thing. You do a thing, then. We'll do, we'll, uh, we'll make that the thing that we do. We'll come down forever. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> tried that, like, five minutes ago, and That's we shot it down. Don't, don't kill me. Don't kill Don't. Okay. I want, I want Two reasons why we're not going to go with that. Your accent's <laughs> terrible. It's offensive. <laughs> and then the second reason is Disney will destroy us. So what I'd like to what I'd like for you to do is to come up with a sign off that's a little bit better because people are tired of listening to us at this point. They want to okay. go into their place of employment. Uh-huh. So. Hmm. We got nothing right now, man. Okay. Uh let me see what I can do. Join us next week as we break it on down with the breakdown, baby. <laughs>